Welcome to the Musings of Our Hearts, a Jesus Youth podcast on the lives of saints. Hi everyone, welcome back. Uh, today we are reflecting on a wonderful saint. She's actually uh, a very a close saint to me because my mom's middle name is Rita. So we have Saint Rita of Cassia. Um, Saint Rita was born in Italy. She was the only child and so her, she was born to like a pious Christian family, but her, she was married at 12 to a nobleman arranged by her parents, even though she wanted to enter the convent. Her husband was not a good man, though. Um, he was uh, immoral. He would insult her and physically abuse her. But even then, she stayed humble and kind and was patient throughout um, her, her marriage. She had two sons. Um, and during this time, uh, when she was bringing up her, her sons and was with her, her husband, there was a family feud going on between her husband's family um, and another. And this began to intensify. And her husband was stabbed to death in a, in a fight, in a duel that took place. Um, and her brother-in-law, her husband's brother, convinced her sons to seek revenge. And Rita really tried to convince them not to. But this didn't convince uh, her sons, but Rita's prayers to God prevented them. So they died of natural causes. Um, and although they died, like Rita was so happy, at least they didn't go and, you know, take uh, and avenge their father's death. Uh, after the death of her husband and her two sons now left without a family, Rita desired to enter the monastery, but was turned away. The nuns were afraid of uh, being associated to her because of her of the scandal of her husband's violent death, um, and she was tasked with the. Um, she was said, "You have to reconcile, you know, your family with your husband's murderers." And of course, this seemed pretty impossible. But uh, she implored the uh, help of her three pat- patron saints: John the Baptist, Augustine, and Nicholas of Tolentino. So with their help, um, she, was ac- she was able to, and in certain situations and circumstances, um, the, the feud was resolved and they were reconciled and she was able to enter the monastery at the age of 36. So led, some legends recount that Rita was actually transported into the monastery uh, via levitation at night into the garden courtyard by her three patron saints. I just I like that story. Um, <laughs> at 61, she was very pious and she really, you know, lived for the Lord and um, very prayerful. Uh, and at 61, though, she received the stigmata in the form of a single wound on her forehead after she um, prayed to the Lord and asked him, like, let me share in your suffering, divine Savior, at least one of your thorns. And... Um, when her body was exhumed, it's her body is incorruptible. And when her body was exhumed, they also found this uh, um, wound that it remained there. So she, um, her, she, she died. You know, soon after, um, and she uh, was. She's her body's incorruptible, and it remains there in the um, in the church. I think in the basilica um and i love that when she was canonized um my favorite you know um quote actually or uh, brings together everything about her life and 
the witness of her life, um, John Paul II said, Rita interpreted well the feminine genius by living it intensely in both physical and spiritual motherhood. I think there's no better um, sentence or words to really explain the beauty of her life than this. She interpreted well the feminine genius and lived it intensely. And I think as a woman, um, I this is something, you know, I always, I desire so much um, to really understand my femininity, my call, of course, as a woman and in this life and to live for the Lord, but to also live it out um, in the reality of my life and in the situations and circumstances. So uh, what a beautiful witness of St. Rita who desired the Lord, who was given certain or put into circumstances and situations that were not easy, that were not, you know, a bed of roses. But even in there, she persevered, she prayed, and she asked the saints um, uh, for for help. And so, uh, St. Rita, <laughs> we, we ask, you know, your, your help um, uh, during our, our time here in Journey on Earth. Yeah, you know, when I look at St. Rita, so many Ritas pass through my mind, you know, ever since, uh, you know, uh, I started my spiritual journey, I could see these many women who who struggle beneath this heavy yoke many times uh, with their family, you know, with their, you know, family where they went in marriage and also from some 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 of the women, you know, in their own family itself, they had to struggle a lot at the hands of others, like um, sometimes their own parents or siblings or, you know, husband or kids. Uh, these days I see a lot in the, the second category, like in a marriage, after yeah. marriage, people struggling. So this woman stands so tall in front of all of us as a model, like uh, Pope John Paul II would say, that feminine genius, like, you know, uh, the intensity in both physical and spiritual motherhood. So she she is a big example to all women because she she actually went through all stages any woman would go through. Yeah. Like a, a you know a daughter where you know she was very obedient to her parents and then uh, she was an only child. Then she when she went into another family in marriage that too at such a young age you know she suffered. Yeah all kinds of abuses at the hand of her husband and the family too because they are such a big family right the manjini family man such a big name and a big family so she would have gone through so much humiliation there and then she became widowed you know after a few years she's a widow uh, even before you know in the middle of middle of her age or in the prime of her youth itself she's widowed and then she has to suffer then her only hope was kids but then the kids got the tutoring of their uncle you know, mm -hmm. and they went into that way, despite her prayers and her penance and her way of trying to bring up the kids. She had to suffer a lot over there. Lord of disappointment, Lord of disappointment. I'm sure, you know, and I see a lot of these, you know, replicas of Saint Rita in that stage. People coming to me, like, in you know, asking to pray, all these kinds of stuff. And then, but then she prayed. She didn't lose hope. She prayed, prayed, Lord, it is better for my kids to die than to do a sin. Man, that is amazing. That is amazing, like how a widow prays like that. Her only hope is her two children, and then she she's ready for them to go go to the Lord than to go to hell yeah. and have all the pomp and splendor of this world. There we really see 
a, a, a person who is so much attached to God or who really know what God's will is. And this is one of her prayer or her a very famous quote of St. Rita, where she says like, most holy sacred heart of Jesus, help my heart to persevere in all that is holy. So she, that was the desire of her heart to persevere in all that is holy. And that was her desire for everybody, everybody, even for her children. Like, you know, which mother in this world would not want their children to live like that, but she want them to live forever. Uh, forever you know in eternity so that she didn't miss miss them in eternity so that shows us a as parents a a big lesson like you know we should always have our children's eternity in mind yeah than to settle for some uh, you know some little things of this world so that she teaches a big lesson there even though she is known as the patron of you know all these impossible causes like saint jude you know uh, along with St. Jude, uh, hopeless cases and impossible <laughs> cases. What else is there in this world that you need to care for? So even though she is in work like that, when we look at her life, she is actually teaching us like, you know, it is not in uh, the things of this world that you should put your hope. What are you actually praying for? Do you have the concern of the soul of this person that you are praying for? So, you know, she went through all these stages, like a daughter, a wife, a faithful wife, a, a widow, and then, you know, somebody who lost everything in this world. And also at the end, her desire, like, you know, religious life. She wanted to do that. But then, you know, her family just forced her into this marriage. But still, God gives her all these, you know. She got everything <laughs> that a woman could hope for in her life, but not without any struggle. So she yeah. really is a feminine genius who lived intensely, both physically and spiritual, you know, physical and spiritual motherhood to the fullest. Yeah. They, just to continue with that, too, when I read this quote by her where she says, I am not afraid to die. I mm. know already what it is to die. It is to close the eyes to the world and open them to God. Sometimes, of course, when we when we speak about death, you know, some people can't handle it. Some people, it's too much for them. And I understand and I get it. There's so much uncertainty there. There's a, an, an um, like an anticipation of great pain and un, uh, just an unknown. But also with this, there's also the idea that there's no control. I have no control over death and how that happens and whether I'll suffer for long. So, but same, so it's, it becomes very hard to talk about death in that way. But here you, St. Rita had seen her husband die. She had seen her sons die. I mean, especially then for a mother to see her children die would, you know, mm. it's very painful. But even with all that, she she herself then says, like, I'm not afraid to die. And her definition of death, I guess you can call yeah. it a definition, mm -hmm. is so beautiful. It is to close the eyes to the world and open them to God. And this, of course, in a physical way, yes, true. But is this not also like in our spiritual life, too? Aren't there many times where we have these like small deaths that we that take place within us mm. where we we feel like, yeah, we're dying a little bit. You know, we're yeah. dying a little bit here. Maybe we're yeah. announcing something. But to look at these deaths as just, no, I'm just closing my eyes now to the world. 
but I'm opening them to God. I'm opening them to the opportunities, the possibilities, no longer the impossibility, but the, the possibilities that are um, available to me now because I am with God and I see only God. Mm. And for me, again, to see, to, to know that your eyes are the, the, the eyes of our heart and our soul, you know, to open them to God and, and the hope that comes with that. So even in death, there is great hope and there is nothing then to be afraid of. Uh, I remember it was uh, when I was in Florida with staying with you, uh, we were talking about the coronavirus with, of course, Gianna. So Gianna says, you know, if you get corona and you're going to die, just say the rosary and you'll go to heaven. <laughs> oh, okay, Gia. But I thought, yes, there's a certain, you know, like Gia and her innocence and that certain uh, naiveness that she has, it, which is which is there. But at the same time, there's a lot of truth to what she's saying too. That she is unafraid. But it doesn't. It it sometimes for us, like as adults, we're like, oh, these kids, they don't really know, you know, and that's how they're speaking. But actually. In that, we also we also have a certain courage and a boldness with which to live in that innocence with God and say, like, yeah, no, don't be afraid of death. And we can we can just you know, she said, like, just pray the rosary. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. Why don't we have that same uh, boldness and courage to say, like, yeah, I'm not afraid. I'll just be with Our Lady. I'll I'll be with the Lord. And and even death, it's too close my eyes to the world and open them to God. I, mm. I really love this, her definition yeah. of death. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like that quote very much. Uh, you know, that also reminded me about, you know, that prayer that is attributed to St. Francis, but who knows who, who wrote that prayer? Uh, like, you know, it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Mm. You know, so we have to die like this daily. It is like taking the cross and dying on the cross. Taking on the cross, it's not like dragging the cross or anything, but being crucified on that cross with whatever nails, like yeah. in obedience, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it may be different things to different people, but uh, it is like taking the cross and being crucified on the cross and dying daily. And, you know, how we can do it, like, you know, we have to close our eyes to this world. You know, the our ideas, like what will the world say? You know, what will people think of me or blah, 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 blah. You know, all these stuff about the worldly standards. You know, how do I want my life? You know, all these stuff. But then when we, when we close our eyes to this world, we open it to the Lord. We have to open that too. You know, sometimes we close the eyes to the world in fear, in doubt, in shame. That's but true. if you don't open it to the Lord, you know, we won't ever experience that forgiveness or that limitless possibility. Yeah. Like today morning while we were praying, Sunil was saying like, you know, these days during coronavirus, many people, what they are doing is like, they are just focusing on their home, like, you know, beautifying their home, all these stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. So many things we are doing for the home. But are we doing anything for our eternal home? Mm-hmm. You know, where we are going to live forever. Suddenly then this thought of these, uh, all these Franciscan living in the cell, you know, all those things came to me. I'm like, oh yeah, these people were telling us, you know, you have to build an eternal home. <laughs> and what are you doing towards that? But, you know, so dying to world is good, but we have to open yeah. our eyes to, 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 to the Lord who can give us all these stuff. And she knew that. And she knew that. That's why she asked, she as if she didn't have any suffering in her life. She's asking, Lord, please help me to share in your suffering, at least one tone. And the Lord gives that. Yeah. So, you know, 
that kind of thing, the suffering of the world is nothing when we compare to that of the Lord. And when we share that with the Lord, you know, it is such a joy. And that is a nice lesson that Rita Rita is giving us. So yesterday was our wedding anniversary, as I told you, like 20 years. So while we were discussing a lot about it, I felt at one point, I'm like, Lord, I don't know. You know, am I a failure? You know, I could see many failures in my life. And while I was sitting with my failure, Saint Rita came and stood before me and she was like, Oh my. So I, I looked at Rita and I'm like, Rita, you give me such encouragement. Like I didn't, I never had any of these disappointments that you had. Mm. I would die. I would have thought that my life ends there. But you know, how you persisted, your patience, your love, your hope, I know that changed even your husband. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. So I'm like, okay, I have no complaints. You know, so I put the loving trust in God and teach me to close my eyes to this world and to open it to the Lord. Yeah. So maybe we can end with a, just a spontaneous uh, time of prayer and especially asking Rita to help us to intercede for us and encourage us in our own life and all the maybe impossible situations that we're faced with. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, um, the witness of your, of your saint, of this beautiful woman, of her feminine genius, of her life truly lived out in spiritual and physical motherhood, how she, uh, she gave of herself to her family, how she gave of herself to you. And in any situation that she was placed with, Lord, she committed herself in uh, trust and faith to you, and that in you, Nothing was impossible, not even um, reconcil reconciling a long-standing feud between her family and another, not even the um, salvation of her sons and her, of, her, of her husband. Lord, we thank you for the witness of this saint, too. After she had lost everything, who continued to hope, and she said, I wanted to then give her life completely to you as a, um, as a nun. Lord, we thank you for the witness of of her courage to to ask even for a share in your suffering and to receive it, Lord, to know that when she asked that you you gave that to her, a share, a small share in the in your crown, Lord, we thank you for this woman who, um, who really just lived out the the fullness of uh, a witness of your of your love in her life in so many different ways, and. We're so encouraged by her, O oh Lord, but we know that we are weak and we are helpless and without you, we can't do nothing. So we just um, place ourselves in your loving hands and we remain weak and ask that you lift us up, that you come down to us in your pity and in your mercy, O oh Lord. Come down to us, lift us up and bring, bring us to your most sacred heart, O oh Lord. We ask especially today for um, an outpouring of your grace in our lives and um, for all the different situations and circumstances and the sadness and fears that we experience, O oh Lord, through the intercession of St. Rita, we ask for your, um, for your grace and for your mercy to help us to open our eyes to you. Lord, help us to not be afraid to open our eyes to you and see you working in these impossibilities, mm -hmm. making it possible, making a way there where there is was there was no way, uh, and doing again and again uh, what you what you did on the cross, where you suffered but then you rose for us, O oh Lord. You have redeemed us and you have called us into the fullness of your love. We thank you for this, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you for listening.